Good morning, everybody. It's good to see everybody. Let me move this down so you can see my face. All right. The will of God for your life. Well, that's something we need to know, isn't it? I mean, wouldn't it be nice if he just told us from the beginning, I want you to do this and this and this and this, and we're going to do this, and when you're this age, we're going to do, you know, just to spell it all out. But he doesn't work that way. And there's a, I guess there's a good reason that he doesn't, but we'll get into that. Did you get your, your pamphlet here? Go ahead and turn to that second page. I'm going to go ahead and read this. Before, before that, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time we have, Lord, where we can just delve into your word, your will for our lives. What an important thing for us to know and to find out and for us to seek, Lord, in our lives. But there's some work that we need to do for that to play out in our lives, and we're going to learn about that. So, Father, open our hearts and open our minds. Teach us, Lord, that we might be more conformed to the image of Christ. All these things we pray in Christ's name. So, this first part, I think, is, is a good opener. It says, God always takes great delight in guiding and prospering us. And it's true. He cares about us. He loves us. He wants the best for us. Let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And it's not just physical prosperity. It's also spiritual prosperity. In fact, that's the bigger thing. That's the bigger part of what his prosperity he has planned for us. As we follow him and he leads us, God's will does not need to be a mystery. Our obedience to his word ensures we remain in his will. And it's, it's simple. Our obedience to his word ensures we remain in his will and experience his custom plan for our life. So let's go into this a little more. What is the will of God? The will of God is found in the Word of God. He reveals His will for the Christian through the principles that are found in His Word. From the Word of God, we see the following five examples of God's revealed will for our lives. First is that we should be saved and we should be soul conscious. That falls right along with the, the, the most important commandments to love God and to love others. That's what that is that we would be saved, that we love God, we care about Him, we have a relationship with Him through Christ, but also that we be soul conscious, that our heart is not just focused on us, that we're actually focused during the time that we have, that we redeem the time that we have in this life, which is short, and it can be very short. For others, maybe it's longer, but it's, it's still short nonetheless. We don't have that much time to get the work done. And so, the Lord wants us to be saved and soul conscious. And he wants us to be sanctified and set apart for service. In 1 Thessalonians 4.3 it says, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification. So he doesn't just want you to be saved and, and just sacked out. He wants you to be ever moving toward Christ likeness. He wants you to be shedding the things that don't need to be in your life and adding to the things that God would want to be in your life. So as you think about your life and you think about being a Christian, that you think you're missing out on things that other people are enjoying, well, if there are things that God does not want for you, then 
you're really not missing out on anything. If anything, you're missing out on things that are bad for you, that will hurt you, that will, that will derail you, that will put you into the gutter of life and cause you to be, to, for that period of time, not able to be used effectively for the, for the cause of Christ. So if we stay focused on Christ and we stay and work towards the sanctification of ourselves, having our mind on the right things and our activities on the right things and our habits in the right way, that we will be able to be better used for his service. That we should live holy and separated life unto God. In Romans 12, 1 through 2, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformed by the renewing of your mind. That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. But you see, the transformed by the renewing of your mind comes first. That comes first. And then, after that takes place, incrementally in your life, step by step, that, that you are then able to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God can use you. Amen. God, can, God can work with you. Amen. When, you're tra when you have trans uh, transformed your, your mind, when, you're, when it's been transformed by, by God and His Word, and you surrendering piece by piece, bit by bit, the things that used to think, well, this is me, this is what I am, I'm just that way, you know, bad personality traits, things that you kind of kept to be, this is me. When you surrender those things to God, and your attitudes and your, your hurts and your um, things that you're holding back where you're angry at people that, that, have, that have hurt you, these things all hold you back and keep you in some, one way or another from being fully used by the, by the Lord. And that we should live a holy and separated life unto God. And that we should submit to our biblical authorities. 1 Peter 2.13 Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme. So this is not telling us that we should do things that, are out, that go against God's will. That God's, God's word and God's will takes precedent over God, the, the laws of man. So there is, a, there is a caveat there that we always look at and say is if the, if the ordinance of man and the following the king's um, uh, rules for your life, the, the laws of society, as long as they're not conflicting with the word, then we can follow them. But, but we should rather serve God rather than man if there is a conflict. So what is God's plan for every person? And it really is unique for each one of us. The plan of God deals more specifically with each individual's gifts, profession, location, and relationships. So if the Lord has you here, then your ministry is here. If that's where he wants you to be, he has you here, your ministry is here. And if he has given you certain gifts, say if you're very capable at speaking or at being able to um, witness or you're very good at being able to, to sing or whatever talents you might have, teaching, 
then use those gifts. And where the Lord opens up and moves in your life, he has a plan for you that aligns with the gifts that he's enabled you. Because he has enabled you to do the things that he has planned for you. God has a custom plan for each of our lives. He formed us, he set us apart, and has appointed us for a specific purpose. So he has a plan specifically for you. So when you think of the billions of people that on this earth and those that have come before us and will move and um, that will come after us, the fact that God, he's a big God. He's a big God. He, we look at it, we think in our own thinking, how can God care about me? How can God have a specific plan for me? But you're living in God. Your vision of God is way too small if you think that God can't have a, a, a desire to work with you specifically. If you think about the immensity of the universe and you think about the size of the earth, certainly God can care about each one of us. Certainly God can have a plan for each one of us. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't even bring a a, a drop of sweat to his brow to care about each one of us and love us and have a plan for us because he is that powerful is that omniscient of a God all powerful God before I formed thee in the belly I knew thee and before thou camest forth out of the womb I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations Jeremiah 1.5 so he has that attitude toward each one of us he has a plan for each one of us. So our, if you want to live the best life that you can live, the best possible life, is that it's a life that you conform yourself to what God wants you to be. And make the changes in your life to be sanctified, to be set apart, to shed the things that you ought not to do and add to your life the things that you know God wants you to do. It puts you in a better position in a good position for God to use you. That is a life that would be the best life you can ever have. You can imagine all kinds of ways that you could live your life. You could spend your whole life just focusing on archaeology. You could spend your, spend your whole life teaching or doing all kinds of good things. And it's not that you can't be involved in those things or other things while you're working toward your being sanctified. But Sanctification is, should be, and, and your relationship with God should be at the, be preeminent in your life. It should be the most important thing. And the other things that God has you, has you doing to care for your family, to be, uh, um, do something that better society, those are all good and helpful things. But the most important thing is that you be aligned with God and what the kind of person, be the kind of person that he wants you to be. And then he can then reveal to you and use you the way that he wants to. And you can fulfill all those divine appointments and plans that he has for you. Because he does have divine appointments and plans for you that are unique. He has plans for you to meet this person and to go here and to do here and to speak to these people. He has for you plans for you to take the resources that he's given you and help a family that's in need. He has plans all kinds of plans for you. I don't know what they are. He does. He knows everyone. He sees everyone. But the thing is, if you're, if you're confining, if you're aligning yourself with, with God, aligning yourself with the Lord in His will, He can better use you. He can better then 
reveal those things and you'll be a lot better prepared to be able to fulfill those those plans he has for you because he is going to bring things into your life that you're prepared for. He's not going to bring things into your life that you're not prepared. He wants you to be successful. He wants you to be able to um, um, successfully complete all these plans he has for you. But you have to prepare yourself and be ready and be mature in the word and in your life and in your lifestyle that that God can can use you for those bigger and greater things that he has planned for you. If you never conform your life and your heart and your mind to the to as much as you can to what God wants you to be, he might not bring those those challenges before you because he knows you're not ready, you're not mature enough. So it's a little bit chicken the egg with God. You know, you get you prepare yourself he can use you. You prepare yourself more in weightier things and, and conform to the image of Christ. The, the more weighty things he, he will challenge you with. So, so here's a good question. Why does God not reveal his entire plan to us all at once? And we, I mentioned that at the beginning. It would be neat if he just told you all these things he has planned for you to do. Well... In, in Psalm uh, 37, 23, it says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. And in Exodus 13, 18, uh, 23, 21 through 22, it says, But God led, the key word is lead, God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up, harnessed out of the land, and the Lord went before them, by day by a pillar of a cloud to lead them by the way and by night a pillar of fire to give them light to go to go by day and night he took them he took not away the pillar of the cloud by day nor the pillar of the fire by night from before the people the key point there is he led them step by step Amen. he didn't say i'm going to do all these things he didn't spell it all out for them he they there was trust that, that in they were obedient to him step by step and he led them step by step and he revealed what he was going to do with them step by step and that's the way he does with us so as we look at why God doesn't reveal everything to us all at once spiritually we, we may not be ready I mentioned that earlier we need to be ready his plan for us might seem overwhelming and it probably would if he told us all the things that he has planned for us especially when we're a first you first get saved when you're a babe in Christ and God tells you that there might be thousands of people that will come to Christ through your, Him using you or, or whatever types of things He might plan for you to do. It might be overwhelming. So God wants us to trust Him for direction day by day. And, and that's really all. That way we're not overwhelmed and we get to see it like a lamp before us. The light only goes out a little ways, but it's there, and we need to follow that lamp. What are the challenges and benefits of being in the will of God? Well, God's plan can be difficult at times, and some, sometimes he allows suffering in our lives that it works to, to perfect us and to mature us. First Peter 2.21 says, For even hereunto we are called, because Christ also suffered for us, 
leaving us an example that ye should follow in his footsteps. So the implication there is that you're going to suffer too. His, his footsteps were filled with, with suffering, and we're going to see some suffering too. We're, this world is not our home. And in many ways, this world is, is, uh, is full of our enemies. And, uh, and sometimes we're our own worst enemy in the choices that we make and the things that we do. And uh, we bring upon ourselves our disappointments, and, but also other people disappoint us. And so when you're, when you're following the will of God and you're being in the will of God, there's going to be difficulties. It's just, I mean, it's just like you're swimming upstream. It's easy to swim downstream. Swimming upstream is tougher. It's tougher, and that's what we're doing. In a culture that's going constantly, pushing us toward things that, that um, don't honor God, we're trying to honor God. And so all the messages and the things that we're seeing on TV and, and uh, out there, uh, you go drive through town, you see bars and this and that and things that people that are doing that they shouldn't, people on drugs, people just just making all kinds of bad choices and destroying their lives. I mean, a, a lot of that I would say I'm not tempted to go do, but for a lot of people it is for one reason or another. Or sometimes they get into a difficult situation and they turn for escapism just to get away from the pain they're suffering toward things that would drag them down and, and derail them for years or maybe even take their life. So it's gonna be difficult for us we, need to, we have to be able to resist the temptation and recognize that the things that God does not want us to do are not good for us anyway. And to not, not desire those things and to know that whenever there is sin, sin brings death of some type or another. And when, we avoid, when you avoid sin in your life, guess what you're avoiding? You're avoiding death. You're avoiding death of relationships. You're avoiding um, death of your job or whatever the, the sin um, brings about in your life that uh, is bad for you. It's it's good that you that you stay in the will of God, so that you avoid the bad things in life. But also, when it comes to the will of God for your life, that you can best be better used for the for the cause of Christ. Amen. Um, difficult times teach us valuable lessons. James one, two to four. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect worth, work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. You know, the more you, the more you conform your, yourself to the image of Christ, the more you... Um, give up the things that you shouldn't have in your life. The more you want what God wants for you, the less you will want. The less you will desire of this world. You'll want what God wants for you. And you'll be able to be satisfied with what God has brought into your life. And so you won't spend a life of always wanting more, always wanting this. You're never quite arriving in what you think you ought to have because you'll be content with what God has, has given and what he's done with you. And you'll also experience the joy of God using you in your life in ways that you never dreamed of. And you'll have the joy of knowing that there may be people walking the streets of gold someday because you led them to Christ or that you were part of sharing the gospel with them and you heard somebody else led them to Christ. But you 
planted, or you, you watered, and they, they reaped. So you have, you have a, a part in that. So as we go through our lives, we'll find that obedience to God's will in our lives, it has great rewards. But godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. So godliness, conforming your, your, your life to the image of God and what he has for your life, it is profitable. It is profitable. Profitable in this life and your life is less problematic. You're not doing things that bring difficulties into your life, but also in the next life to come because you'll have rewards in heaven. The things that we have in this life will only be here for a few years and will be gone. The next life, the rewards that we have in heaven, we'll have those forever. And forever is a long time. First Peter 1.7, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than that of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found under praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. The trial of your faith, the life that you go through, living for Christ, whatever the individual trials that come your way because you're standing up for the cause of Christ, you're making decisions that honor God instead of just selfish decisions. It says here that they're more precious than gold. It says gold perishes. But the, the rewards that you have in heaven, the joy that you have through living a, a, a Christ-like life to the best of your ability is much more valuable than all the gold in the world, than all the real estate in the world, and all the, all the things that people could gather up. I can, I can tell you, the, the folks that have all these things and that have houses and servants, and most of them are, are, are miserable. Their, their, their families are or a wreck, their lives are a wreck, they've gotten into things that have destroyed their lives, so it's not in things, it's in living for Christ, that, that God can use you uh, when you conform your, your heart and your mind to, the, to, the, uh, to God's will. Doing God's will produces rewards both now and in eternity. This last, this last paragraph here, I think, is, if you just read that, you get the whole essence of, of what this message, this uh, knowing God's will is about for your life. Understanding the will of God and the plan of God removes undue pressure from the believer. As we focus on obeying God's revealed word, will in his word, he is free to develop his plan for our individual lives. This last sentence is a real clincher. Therefore, we should concentrate on being and let God order our doing. So, be the kind of person that God wants you to be. Be the kind of person that, that identifies with God when people see you, when they hear your voice, when they hear you speak, when they see your actions, they see Christ in you. That's the kind of person that God wants to be able to, wants to use and is enabled themselves to be better used for the cause of Christ. All right. Well, thank you, and I uh, hope that that was helpful. There's some... Lessons, questions, things like that at the, at the back here if you want to fill those out. We're not going to take the time to do that, but I hope that that was helpful.